Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Lawn bowling is more than just a game. There's no talking on the green. Welcome to Without Bias. Welcome to another week of Without Bias on SEN, Commercial Radio's only dedicated lawn bowls show where we delve into the wonderful world of lawn bowls. We've got a massive show coming up for you tonight. One of the most prestigious events in Lawn Bowls was run over the last couple of weeks. It's the Golden Nugget, and we're lucky enough to be joined by the men's and women's champion of that event in the singles over the course of the show. So Natasha Scott will join me very, very soon. But up first, we'll speak to the men's champ, Corey Wedlock, who had to get through a star-studded field to claim the 2019 Golden Nugget men's singles titles. Corey's 23 years old. He's a BCIB Australian Jackaroo. He's got 76 caps for Australia and represents his home club of Warilla Bowling Club in New South Wales. He's been good enough to jump on the line. Hello, Corey. Hey, man. How you going? I'm well, but I just didn't win the Golden Nugget, so I wouldn't be anywhere near as good as you right now. How are you feeling <laughs> a few days on from that? Congratulations. Uh, take us through it. Yeah, no, um, over the moon to obviously win Golden Nugget. Um, obviously, played it to me fourth year, I think, playing. Um, and, yeah, it's a star-studded field every year. It's always been um, one goal of mine to win it. So, yeah, pretty stoked because it's uh, the win. We talk about the star-studded field. The Irishman, uh, Gary Kelly, considered one of the best in the world. Ryan, best start from Canada as well. You had to beat uh, your teammate, Aaron Tees. It's not an easy tournament, this one. It's the best of the best in singles bowling, and you've been able to come out on top. It's a momentous achievement. Yeah, I was sort of uh, pretty happy with my form um, all week, so just had to keep uh, doing what I was doing. And uh, obviously, it's hard playing a club made in the final. Uh, in Aaron Tees, but um, we're good mates, and uh, yeah, it was a good game. Now, it's been a good week for you, obviously, since winning there. I understand that you've also been selected for the World Bowl Challenge. You must be pretty stoked earning selection to such a big event on the world scale. Yeah, uh, yeah, f- fantastic. Uh, when I got the message um, uh, Monday, uh, I was over the moon with that. Um, obviously, being the first event um, against the rest of the world, and uh, just to come up against um, them is fantastic and uh, hopefully do Aussie's credit. So take us through the World Bowls Challenge. How does this event run uh, and what's the setup and how long does it go for? Give us, the, give us the details here because it is a big event. How does it operate? Um, I think it starts um, on the 29th of November. So I think there's a couple of uh, mixed uh, games involved um, there, um, a few singles matches and uh, men's and pairs men's pairs and ladies' pairs, I think. So I think it's run over the two days and um, some games will be uh, on Fox Sports. And, um, yeah, it's a pretty exciting event to be in part of. What do you think uh, was it? Do you reckon it was the nugget that got you over the line for selection? Because I imagine it would have been a pretty hot competition to earn a spot. Yeah, no. Uh, Obviously, the nugget helped my cause a bit. Um, Just came back from uh, the UK and... Been pretty successful over there, playing quite well, and um, yeah, obviously a few tournaments earlier in the year, and um, yeah, there's uh, 
it's uh, exciting times ahead. Mate, just getting back to the Golden Nugget, we, we talk about the field that you had to go through. You actually had to come from a fair way back. You finished second in your division, um, but you, you win in the semi against Ryan Bester. Do you reckon that's it was a pretty comfortable win, 25 to 15 in the end. Do you reckon that was sort of the, the best you've, you've bowled in that sort of stretch to get to and then win the final? Well, it was sort of uh, a bit of a tricky uh, tricky day, really. Uh, it was probably the most windiest day we had um, throughout the week. And, um, yeah, so just had to, uh, I was been playing well all week, so I just had to go out there and uh, keep going uh, the performances. So what, they got me to this. Uh, so what kind of uh, havoc does wind play? Because we all know that the, the bowls are, are pretty heavy and, and pretty rock solid. So what does the wind do in terms of its effect on, on, on you when you're bowling? Uh, just it depends if it's it can be swirly or like if it's inconsistent it can be very tricky it's not it's not too pa- too bad if it's uh consistent but um obviously you just gotta not think about it too much and um just sort of use it as your friend i suppose and um yeah and just try and be as consistent as you can now before the uh world bowls challenge you've got to represent australia with uh south australian Wayne Rudiger at the Moama Men's Pairs. Tell us about this tournament. Yeah, so I've only played it once. I played last year with um, a bloke called Michael Clark, and uh, you know, it's a quality event. Um, Not the uh, ex-Australian with... cricket captain, was it, Michael Clark? Or I didn't know he changed sports. <laughs> yeah, no, Michael Clark from uh, Maryland. He's um, right up. Yeah, quite a good bowler. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I... I um, I was lucky to play with Rudy before and had success with him before in the Blue Diamond pairs up in Broadbeach. So, um, yeah, looking forward to um, having a game with him again. He's a great bloke and a class player. Now, you were a member of the recent Australian touring party in the UK in July. The team had a number of tests against uh, Scotland and England, Ireland, Wales. It was a bit of a, a seek and not destroy just yet mission, but it's certainly a reconnaissance mission preparing for the Birmingham 2022 Com Games. Yeah, so um, it was a pretty hectic uh, couple of weeks over there. Um, played uh, something like 30-odd games over there against um, Ireland, Wales, England and uh, Scotland. So um, it was tough competition and uh, just getting an insight on what the greens are like over there and conditions um, are so different to over here. So, yeah, the more experience we get over there will hold us in good stead for Obviously, whoever gets selected for that um, 2022 com game. What was the biggest learning that you took out of it from over there? I think just learning the style of play they play over there. So, um, obviously, when they come out to Aussie as well, it's uh, very different for them. So, sort of just uh, learning the the way they play and obviously um, adapting quite quickly. Speaking to Corey Wedlock, uh, BCIB Australian Jackaroo, who's just recently won the 2019 Golden Nugget Men's Singles title, one of the most prestigious single lawn bowls events in the world. Corey, before we let you go, how did you find yourself in the world of lawn bowls? How did you get started, mate? 23 years old. How does a 23-year-old start out in lawn bowls? Uh, well, I sort of started uh, through Dad. He um, he brought me through. I was sort of playing a lot of other sports and... Um, uh, quite competitive league in soccer and also cricket, but um, I also had a few injuries along the way. So I sort of started rolling up with Dad at the club and then, yeah, um, sort of loved it ever since then. So what was it 
that made you fall in? What was it that you fell in love with initially? Where where did the spark sort of come from? Um, I played a, a city country when I was about 14, which is like uh, under 18 city country. And then I sort of got selected in the under 18 state spot um, and met a lot of uh, friends through that. And then I thought, hey, how good is this playing, playing for the state um, in bowls? And then, yeah, sort of loved, loved it ever since then. Been travelling and... Um, lucky enough to see a lot of places around the world. So, And are you at that stage yet where it's a full-time career for you? I know there's a, a fair few of the guys, I speak to Barry Lester a bit, who, who makes his living from purely from lawn bowls and from his wine, of course. Um, is it is Are you at that stage yet, Corey, where this is a full-time job for you? Uh, wouldn't say a full-time job, but I'm lucky enough to... Um, they're such a great club, a real bowling club, who um, are very flexible with me having time off. Uh, um, work uh, full time at uh, Warilla, so um, but yeah, obviously having a lot of time off to uh, be able to represent New South Wales or, uh, and Australia. So um, I'm very thankful for them. Well, we're very thankful for your time on Without Bias tonight, Corey Wedlock, the recent 2019 Golden Nugget Men's Singles Titles winner. Congratulations on that, mate. I know how big a deal that is, and good luck at the upcoming World Bowls Challenge. And at the Moama Men's Pairs, you've got a full dance card, but I'm sure you'll continue to do your club, your state and your country proud. Thanks for chatting to us on Without Bias. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Each week on Without Bias, we'll be conducting a Forever Young segment. It's all thanks to Tobin Brothers Funerals. They're celebrating the Forever Young and celebrating lives. This will see us celebrating the older generations of Aussies who are doing great things in the world of lawn bowls while still being young at heart and active in life. Those characters who are unforgettable and forever young. Now, on Sunday on the Bowls show on Fox Sports and SBS, you would have seen Rob Colson, who's the ex-president of the Hampton Bowls Club. He's been playing the sport since 1994. He's been good enough to give us a little bit of time on Without Bias. Hello, Rob. Hello, Sam. Nice to talk to you. Wonderful to talk to you. You've been playing since 1994. How did you get involved and where did the passion for the sport come from for you? Unfortunately, I had to give up uh, hockey and squash because my knees just wouldn't take it. I was looking around for a sport that would allow me to be have real good competition, uh, but also um, I could play in, in advancing years as well as for young people. And uh, also was a team sport. And uh, in the end of the day, there's only one sport that really fills that uh, category, and that's bowls. What's your fondest memory of your time as a lawn bowler, Rob? Oh, I've got so many memories. I've been involved in umpiring, as you know, um, and I've been involved in club management at Hampton. But I'm getting an awful lot of pleasure these days out of encouraging new bowlers to take up the sport. We've done a lot of work with the schools, and uh, that program is very active at Hampton. But also, um, we work with the U3A to bring on a program for... Uh, retirees uh, under the U3A banner, if you like, uh, but also anybody who wants to come in on the program can certainly do so, and we encourage them to do so. And that's been going for five years now, and we've put a lot of uh, retirees through the program. It's been very good for their um, keeping their active life going. And, of course, a number of them have ended up playing on and playing bowls and even playing pennant bowls or just being club members. Well, Rob, it uh, sounds like you've done some amazing things and continue to do some amazing things in the world of lawn bowls. Uh, in a perfect world, just how big 
would lawn bowls get? What's your vision for the sport if it was up to you? Well, clearly the, the numbers are changing. There's more participation numbers because people are so time poor these days. So what we see is a lot of people doing barefoot bowls or uh, short-term competitions. Uh, and I believe that, you know, all bowls clubs need to, to, to move on and embrace that uh, in order for their future success. So we're seeing more of a pitch towards people who can't be there all the time, but the club still has to be there to provide those facilities for them. Uh, we see, obviously, Pennant is extremely strong in Victoria, and, and so that'll still be a backbone. Uh, but we need to embrace that changing attitude, and I think we will. Uh, it's noticeable that yourselves and the Bowl Show and, and uh, other media outlets are focusing on a whole range of age groups, including young bowlers, and I think that that's uh, really good from the point of view of encouraging people to play. Thank you, Rob. Really appreciate you spending some time with us on Without Bias. Uh, been playing since 1994, former president of the Hamptons Bowls Club, doing wonderful things, and that is our forever young segment on Without Bias, all thanks to Tobin Brothers Funeral, celebrating bowlers' lives every day. And don't forget to visit tobinbrothers.com.au for their bowls membership offer. Welcome back to Without Bias, Australia's only dedicated lawn bowl show on commercial radio. And you can check out all the news and information at bowls.com.au for Bowls Australia. It was great to chat a little earlier to Corey Wedlock, who was the winner of the 2019 Golden Nugget Men's Singles title. And as I said earlier, we got to speak to the other side of the ledger, the winner of the Women's Golden Nugget Singles title, which was Natasha Scott, who's been good enough to join us before she heads out for a bit of a practice before the New South Wales Lady State Pennant. Hello, Natasha. Come on in. Hello. How are you going? I'm good, thanks. Hey, congratulations. You've beaten a pretty star-studded field, I know, and we're speaking to Corey about it a little earlier. The Golden Nugget is one of the most prestigious singles tournaments in the world. So how does it feel for you to be able to claim that title, knowing just how sought after it is? Look, you know, it's it's an unbelievable event with so many different, you know, um, internationals coming over, and you look forward to entering the tournament and getting the invitation every single year. So to go away... Um, and win it um, up against some of the star-studded um, players that was out there it was just an unbe- unbelievable feeling. So take us through uh, your, your final, uh, I suppose, victim was uh, Joe Edwards, who you beat in the final. But just take us through the lead-up tournament uh, because you, you had to beat some pretty big names and uh, it wasn't easy going. No, um, I had a very, very tough section with um, Kelsey Cottrell, Lindsay Clark, um Lena from Malaysia, Joe Edwards, um, and who was the other one? There was another one in there. Anyway, um, so I played Joe um, in my sectional game, uh, which was the very last game, and she beat me to the post. Um, anyway, so I knew that I was up for it in the final, and in the long run, um, you know, I'd played her probably 10 times before this, and never was I able to crack her. So it was very, very exciting to be able to... Um, you know, beat it to the jack, I suppose, in the final and then come away with the win. In your semi-final, you trailed Chloe Stewart by seven shots early on. You came back and got over the line against her. 
And you're being a bit humble with Joe because you're actually two to eight behind there as well and able to find a way back. So that's extraordinary, especially with Joe, because as you say, you hadn't been able to beat her in your last 10 attempts. And just to not give up and to, to keep fighting the way you did, you must have been incredibly proud. Yeah, you know, um, it seemed to be the way of the tournament for me. Um, you know, I was plodding along and I always found myself behind the eight ball early on in the tournament, um, you know, in nearly every single game. So, you know, um, I just knew that I had to hang tough and if I could beat her to the jack, I was definitely a chance. Um, and obviously I also played to my strengths, which is obviously my weighted shot, um, which was super, super exciting. And, um, yeah. Now, it's cemented you uh, and continues your run as Australia's current number one ranked female bowler. Uh, you're a two-time Commonwealth Games gold medalist as well, but this year's been a massive one for you. Uh, Natasha, you, you were the 2019 Australian Open women's singles titles to go along with the golden nugget. They don't come much bigger than that. Uh, and then Japan, your Asia-Pacific championship was a gold as well. It's been a bit of a gold rush for you this year. It has. You know, I'm really enjoying my bowls this year. Um, and I, I suppose I'm just taking every tournament, um, every time that I put my two feet on the ground in the morning, um, you know, as a brand new adventure, really. Um, so I've taken a really different approach this year and it seems to be working with me. So I think I'll continue on doing that. Well, why wouldn't you? It's your, your fifth time that you've been uh, Australia's number one ranked female bowler. So you're clearly having a great, not just this year, but, you know, for the last four or five years, you've been in, in real form. When... When do you feel like, or do you feel like you've you've reached your peak yet, or do you feel, you still feel like there's improvement in you? Are you still green and growing, or ripe and rotting? <laughs> Look, I think I'm green and growing. To be honest, um, I don't think I'm ever going to be at my peak. Um, there's always room for improvement every single time that I step on the green. So, uh, no matter what day it is, no matter what tournament it is, you know, I just take it as a new day, uh, a new challenge, um, and I suppose see where where it takes me. Now, you've been a mainstay of the Jackaroos, the Australian uh, BCIB, Australian Jackaroos, for a fair while. You've just found out on Monday that you've been selected for the World Bowls Challenge, just like uh, Corey had. That's in November at Moama Bowling Club, a 10-person team. Just uh, take us through your view of that event and, and just how big that one is for you. Really exciting, um, you know, new concepts for the game, new tournament um, with, you know, obviously five women, five men picked for Australia, and then you've got um, the same uh, for the rest of the world. And you know, you've got some unbelievable players that are going to be stepping on the green, um, and you know, it is going to be a challenge. Um, so um, definitely with different concepts, more playing like with mixed um, events with the boys, and um, yeah, I suppose you know, it's just going to get out there and have some fun and represent our country like we know we can. And in a couple of weeks, you've got the Australian Indoor Championships. It's at Tweed Heads Bowls Club where you've uh, just been recently for the Golden Nugget. You're gunning for your second title, but this field is littered with former winners. So this is not going to be our walkover for you either. No, no, it's definitely not. Um, you know, and I suppose it's a completely different concept playing on the indoor as well. So, um not my strongest point, I must say, playing on carpet, playing on the indoor. Um, but I'll definitely be giving it my best shot. And as you did say, you know, there's plenty of uh, past winners in this field. And um, who knows, there could be a new winner or there could be a past one. Well, they're going to have to get through you to do it, uh, Natasha Scott. Now, uh, I'm always curious to this because it's Lawn Bowls is going strength to strength. We know that. And I was speaking to the head of World Bowls a, a few weeks ago who just was so glowing in his praise 
of the setup of bowling in Australia. He said, nobody does it better than us from the way that the clubs are funded, the way that they run themselves, the way that, you know, we're starting to integrate more and more young people into the sport. Uh, and I include you in that at only 28 years of age. What, how old were you when you first got involved in lawn bowls and how did you become involved? Um, I was the age of 15. Um, it's quite an interesting story and a background. Um, you know, I was quite naughty at school and didn't really ever want to attend school. So I come to an agreement with my parents at the time to turn around and say, OK, if you go and play school sport, um, we'll pick you up half an hour early. Um, and also at the time, the bowling club had the best hot chips in town. So I decided it's a win-win situation for me. I get to win, I get to play bowls, eat hot chips, and get away from school sport half an hour early. Wow, the powers of negotiation. I still, to this day, and I don't think for the rest of my time covering sport, I'll ever hear someone say that the reason they got started and how they became one of the best in the world and the best in, at their sport in their country because of hot chips and, the, and a willingness to get out of school as quickly as possible. Yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so that's why you got into it. When did you fall in love with it? I pretty much fell in love as soon as I um, started practising full-time, um, you know, knowing how much I love the game um, and how much of a challenge it was for me. Um, you know, I was... any You give me any sporting ball, any sporting club, and I'd give it a go, but... You know, bowls was just definitely a winner for me from the moment that I stepped on the green, pretty much, and I fell in love. So that love has culminated in two Commonwealth Games gold medals. Is that the crowning moment? Is that That's the high point of the career so far? Definitely. You know, every single time somebody mentions the Commonwealth Games, you know, over 18 months ago, I still get goosebumps to this day. Um, I pinch myself to think, was that really me standing on that podium? Um it's all a bit of a blur, the two weeks that went on. But, you know, I would, I'd relive it any day of the week. Oh, that is beautiful. And just, just out of curiosity, every time you go to another bowling club, do you try out their hot chips just to make sure that your home club has still got the best of where you got started? Look, I don't like to be disappointed by anyone else's hot chips and my figure certainly doesn't allow it nowadays. <laughs> Uh, Natasha, it's been an absolute pleasure having a chat to you. Thanks so much for giving us some time and without bias. Congratulations again on the Golden Nugget. You did it the tough way and you did it coming from behind, but it just shows the champion that you are and we'll look forward to following your progress for the rest of the year and it looks like it might be the sixth year in a row you'll finish as Australia's number one. So congratulations in advance on that and good luck for the rest of the year. Cheers. Thanks very much. Another fantastic episode of Without Bias, done and dusted. If you missed any of the show, sen.com.au. There's a designated Without Bias page. And if you want to keep yourself up to date on the wonderful world of lawn bowls, bowls.com.au. Hey, on the Sporting Capital up next, it's the VFL hour. Anthony Stangitz is ready and raring to go. I might play him David King's comments about the VFL during the week, see what he has to say about those. Mark Williams, the Werribee coach. Phoebe McWilliams, just two of the guests that will join us on the VFL hour, which is up next on SEN. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.